What are other Minnesota sports podcasts saying about the Minnesota Wild this week? We find out today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we present you episode five of the Minnesota Sports Podcast Collaboration Show, featuring such podcasts as Locked On Wild, The Soda Pod, Minnesota Sports Chat, Judd's Buds, Wild Takes, MNCAA, and Brave the Wild. My name is Seth Topol, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran captain of the show, and uh, veteran content creator covering all sorts of Minnesota sports throughout the last decade. Happy to be with you for a bonus episode of Lockdown Wild. And actually, this the first of three parts, the Minnesota Sports Podcast Collaboration Show, featuring some of the uh, best podcasts around the state of Minnesota, centering on the Minnesota Wild. And so uh, happy to be bringing that, uh, happy to be part of that, and happy to be bringing it to you as well uh, here to uh, enjoy your weekend. And so we'll have uh, parts one, two, and three coming to you throughout the uh, the course of the day today. And uh, happy now to turn it over to State of Hoppy and Isha Jerome of the Soda Pod. Who do we got? Wild takes on the MN Wild leg of... 10K takes, devs and zoots talk hockey and nonsense, bringing you their wild takes every week. Here's some of their latest work. This will be my last point before we go into our outro, but how about uh, Bukestead? Holy moly. He came back and he's looked very good. I mean, we knew that was a roster spot he wasn't going to lose, in my opinion. Uh, You can't keep Bukestead. As a fourth line guy, Bukestead is a great fourth line player. Yeah, no, I agree. And you can move him up and down the lineup. That's the beauty of Nick Bukestead. A Connor Dewar, can you really move him up to the first line to play with the Kaprizov and them? I don't think he can. But Bukestead, he could go up there and play a, you know minutes with Kaprizov. And I mean, we saw that last night. I'm pretty sure he went up there over. He went up with uh, Greenway's line too for a few. Yeah, minutes. yeah. He's, someone you can move up and down. The yeah, I do agree that Bukestad has a versatility that. You know, he's he's a Swiss Army knife player yeah. for for, you know, do we need him at left wing? Cool. Do we need him at third center? Cool. Do we need him at second line right wing? All right, cool. We can work that. If we have Bukestad on our fourth line, I mean, that that is awesome. You're right. That first game that he came back, I think he had a goal and an assist. Yep. And it was not a coincidence that that was the best that the fourth line had played all year. Yeah, no, he's, in he's months. a big part, I think, to this Wilds playoff success, too. A big body. Um, just, I don't know, having those two, I wouldn't say that, well, obviously, Boldy's got size. But, I mean, I wouldn't say our two scoring lines have very good size at all. I think they're a little undersized <laughs> if, sure. if you, we want to lean to that. But I don't yeah. think they're – Kaprizov, call him undersized, you know. Like, come on, <laughs> let's be honest here. I love seeing Zuccarello's game transform here with the Wild. He's back checking, uh, yeah. staple people to the boards, and it's weird that Lizard King 
uh, calling him the Lizard King. It, it's such a great nickname. Him with his stick. Holy shit, dude. He there's a couple uh, a couple Oh my god. His stick out and it like stuck to a stick and he did a little one stick handle it's on his. I'm like, "Whoa, dude. Yeah. What is that?" If I have to hear non-wild broadcast mention the fact that he plays with a super long stick. Oh my god. Again, dude. every time. It's so funny. It kills me every time. They're like, oh, well, he's 5'8", but he plays with a stick that's however many inches long, and that makes him have a reach of somebody that's actually a 6'4 player. And it's like, okay, cool. Fun stat. I've heard it literally every single time that the Wild have played that I didn't listen to the LaPantha broadcast. Every time. Like, I don't know. Just do do your homework, guys. (laughs) You're all probably already following 10K Takes at 10K underscore takes if you're not. Uh, But go follow their hockey-dedicated feed at Wild Takes 10K. And, of course, search Wild Takes wherever you get your podcasts. MNCAA, hosted by Nick Maxson. You get your weekly dose of Minnesota College Puck. Here's a look at what you can expect for all six Division I programs. And last but not least, and it certainly feels like Drew and Alex are switching spots because now Alex is in the uh, the car office <laughs> here to discuss Minnesota State Mankato. Alex, welcome to the show. Yes, yes. Good to, good to chat and uh, good to talk about a, a trophy-winning weekend for, for the Mavericks. It just uh, keeps rolling. You know, it's it's a trophy that certainly, yes, it, it's good to earn the CCHA regular season championship. But no question, this team has bigger aspirations and bigger trophies uh, uh, in its uh, foreground. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, that's why some of those guys came back for a fifth year, and uh, you know, they want to to raise some hardware in, in Boston and bring bring a trophy back to Mankato for sure. So let's talk about the previous weekend. Uh, and again, it, it feels like a broken record every time that we, we do this. But uh, uh, at home, last home series against a Bemidji State, uh, I get another sweep. Uh, so tell us what, what happened in this series. Yeah, um, just uh, both uh, both high scoring games for them. And, uh, um, you know, Dryden just continues to to save the day when when he's really needed. You know, uh, he doesn't have to make a ton of saves, but. Uh, when he's there, um, you know, it, it, it's just, just amazing. And, uh, you know, they, uh, um, they did another, uh, great, great job without Nathan Smith. Uh, you know, um, uh, Mike Hastings made it back. Um, you know, he wanted to be there for, you know, it was senior weekend too. So, um, you know, he wanted to, to be there for, for the guys and, um, you know, the top line, uh, without Nathan Smith continued to dominate, uh, uh, you know, Kate Borchard, uh, Brendan Fury stepped in right for for Nathan Smith, and then Julian the Pravnik uh, having a having a big week. And, um, you know, um, he said that uh, this was his first time having his parents be in Mankato. Um, you know, which which is huge because they they live over there. So, um, you know, big deal. Yeah, and and I think Alex, you know, when we look forward to what this team has got next, uh, obviously. Uh, you know, we, we talk about the CCHA uh, tournament coming up for the squad. Uh, they still got to take care of business on the road one more time against Michigan Tech. Uh, Michigan Tech, no slouch of a team this year, especially. Um, I guess a, a kind of a nice test uh, before we get uh, to the conference tournament. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. Um, and, uh, you know, Bemidji's always caused them issues in the past. And so, uh, yeah, um, big, big deal to, to sweep them. And, uh, um, and then um, you got Tech 
Tech is Tech is a great team, um, and they should be in the NCAA tournament too. So, um, you know, um, you know, it's good, good, uh, good couple weekends here to to you know to finish the season for sure. Last time that you had a loss was back on January the 14th, again, uh, at the hands of Northern Michigan, uh, a team led by Grant Patoni and his staff. Um, we've mentioned this before, Alex, and and again, it, it bears repeating, but um, for the naysayers out there, I think you, you have to address it. For those who say Mankato is winning in, in, a, in a conference that is weaker than the Big Ten, weaker than the NCHC, uh, Mankato really hasn't had a tough test yet. What do you say to those fans? Yeah, they just, you know, just keep on winning, right? Uh, that's, uh, um, you know, the you know, Al Davis quote, just just win, baby. Um, uh, from from the Raiders, um, you know, all, all you can do is win and, you know, um, and you know, keep keep uh, you know scoring a ton of goals, um, and you know that just brings confidence uh, uh, for the team. And uh, you got a lot of veterans that have been been there now in in the Frozen Four, and they know what it takes to to get back there. So um, you know, just just keep on winning. Is there any team out there? Um, I, I suppose in the CCHA. You got to get through the to- uh, the conference tournament first. Again, I yeah. think Mankato is a shoe in to make the NCAA uh, tournament. Yeah. That's uh, lightly said, but uh, as far as the tournament concerns, first, right? Uh, any team out there that can uh, give Mankato a little bit of a a tough go uh, to get to uh, that uh, tournament championship? Yeah, Northern Michigan beat them uh, last uh, conference tournament uh, and beat them at uh, in Mankato for that. Um, and really, just completely smoked them. Um, so. You know that uh, Grant uh, Grant's team seems to um, you know have Mankato's number. You know they beat them earlier this uh, in the regular season two up up there in, in Northern Michigan, and so that's the one team that uh, you know um, you know has a chance to to beat the Mavs, and uh, they're out of the top sixteen right now. So you know they're going to be hungry to try to try to get that automatic uh, berth. March is here. Question: Are you still keeping up with your New Year's resolutions? If yes, congrats. If no, Built Bar might be able to help. Built Bar has new varieties, including their puffs, which if you haven't tried them yet, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. As with other Built Bars, most contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein, which compared to your favorite candy bar, has usually 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So if you want to get in on the Built Bar Madness, head to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And for Mankato, you know, I guess for the fans who are looking to keep the train rolling, right? Um, mm-hmm. There's, there's got to be, I would think, some adversity at stake. Um, let's just say there is a slip up here in the CCHA tournament, whether it's semifinals or championship game. Uh, you know, so this team is still built to win in Boston. It's and so maybe you take one, uh, maybe a slightly step back uh, in the tournament championship if that means you get to a Frozen Four. Would you take it? Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, you know, they at least uh don't have to worry about, you know, getting a loss and uh 
you know, if that were to happen, they can rest up again. And, uh, you know, I think even with a loss, they would probably still have a number one seed um, just with, with how well they've, uh, you know, they've played. And, um, you know, having, having that one seed is just so gigantic. Um, but you also, you also can't uh, let up at all because we've seen so many previous upsets of, of, of one seeds. So you just pedal the metal, um, you know, have everybody healthy. And, uh, you know, we're, we're still in COVID times too. So everybody's got to just stay safe too. And, um, you know, still pray that no test positive. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun couple of weeks here for sure. When we look at the pairwise uh, here, Alex, it's Minnesota State, it's Denver, uh, it's Michigan, uh, three of the top four teams. Uh, again, yeah. the only time, at least as of right now, that if those if those uh, rankings hold still is uh, that means the only time you would face each other would be in the Frozen Four if the numbers play themselves out. But is there any other team outside the top four right now in the pairwise that you say, no, 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 I do not want to face this team, whether it's in a uh, a regional semifinal or regional finals or one team outside the CCS you're looking and go, if I don't have to play this team, that would be okay with me. Yeah. Minnesota or Northeastern, if they're able to get in, I really, uh, Levi, the goalie who was, um, you know, way with, with uh, team Canada in the Olympics, he's an incredible goaltender. And so, you know, any, you know, any of these teams that have a really, really good goaltender, you don't want to face and then, the Gophers just are playing phenomenal right now. I think uh, Bob Matsko should be the Big Ten Coach of the Year. Um, you know, he has had guys be continuing to be out of the lineup uh, either through injury or at the Olympics, or you know, losing my uh, Mike Richter winner and, and Jack Lafontaine and Justin uh, Close just stepped in without it without a beat. Um, and so the Gophers are really humming right now, and I, I really like that team. So. You know, Mankato did beat them in the in the uh, tournament last year, but uh, that's the team that's really rolling on all cylinders. So um, those are those are a couple of teams that I would want to avoid. Yeah, it will stay in state. Since you mentioned the yeah. Gophers, we obviously talked about this a little bit earlier in uh, the podcast today. But uh, St. Cloud State, UMD. Uh, I would think right now between those two, UMD a slight favorite over St. Cloud in terms of just the paralyzed rankings. Is St. Cloud really on the hot seat right now in terms of being a, kind of in a deep bubble type situation? Yeah, they're a weird team to figure out. I've been in, of course, been in attendance uh, for quite a few of their games, and uh, you know, it just they they need some of their their big guns to to step up uh easton brodzinski's been kind of quiet and uh you know now they're getting henches back um but uh yeah they need some of their senior guys to 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 step up and, and mix the plays um and you know nolan walker's been pretty quiet um you know micah micah miller's been playing been playing really great hockey and in perbix uh, but they need some of the uh, or older guys to to step up and uh Renick uh Renick's, you know been pretty solid in, in that there um keep, keeping keeping them in it for a lot of the games and so they uh, they just need to, to score a little bit more uh you know Fanty's a pretty pretty good goalie for for UMD um you know especially you know last night um you know um, you know and so yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be really close um you know the NCH is just just a beast you know and it's crazy you know I I did pick UND to win the NCHC this this season. They're in, they're in first right now, but they're 
they're dealing with a lot of uh, injuries and without their best player in Sanderson. So it's going to, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting. I, I think St. Cloud will be able to, to stay in there, um, but yeah, it's going to be close. And, you know, we often try to avoid talking about North Dakota on this show, but I think we almost have yeah. to, because, you know, <laughs> they, they, they've kind of quietly gone under the radar as a team that, especially after all the the leadership and the offense they lost last season, uh, including a late signing with uh, Jesper Weatherby going to San Jose. Um, I think nobody really has given North Dakota really a, a fighting chance, but quietly they've actually been uh, pretty decent as of late and they may be sort of that pseudo underdog, which is, I don't know how many times you can say that about North Dakota, but they're kind of going under the radar, a team that has been playing okay hockey. I wouldn't say great, but you got to still watch out for the fighting Hawks. Yeah, they uh, they continued to to show uh, resiliency. Like I said, no Sanderson in the lineup, and uh, um, you know just their their depth, uh, as as we love to to say in this uh, in this town with the Wild. Um, yeah, their depth is really shown off for for UND, and uh, you know Brad Barry's one of the best coaches in the nation, and so he always has his teams. Uh, ready to go no matter what um and yeah they've uh they've picked up some big wins that have really you know helped them move up in the in the pairwise and uh you know big weekend against uh umd and uh you know getting that win against st cloud too so um yeah watch watch out for the fighting hawks so alex i think it's it's prediction time a little bit here um yeah I think there's no question the Mavericks, if they hold uh, hold Pat, which I don't think anybody is going to go against them uh, this weekend, uh, they get the number one seed. They face St. Thomas in the quarterfinals. I think that series, uh, you hate to say it for St. Thomas, who actually have really made some significant strides as, a, as an organization, just simply just yeah. can't match uh, Mankato. Uh, so does Mankato win the, the, the CCHA championship? And then if you were to guess their first opponent, and yes, I'm putting you on the spot here a little bit in the NCAA tournament. Any guesses who they might face first? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I think they will win the tournament. Um, and then a first round opponent, um, you know, it, it might be one of those, um, you know, those schools, um, you know, yeah, if uh, if BU hops in there or or Northeastern, um, you know, I think, yeah, or maybe Clarkson if they are able to beat Quinnipiac. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be one of those Eastern um, Eastern schools, and it would it would lead for a really really tough uh, tough first round matchup, but um, you know, exciting for sure. Well, last question, Alex, before we uh, we get rolling here and wrap things up, but. I guess for a team with, with with such great aspirations, for a team that has all the makings of a national championship team, I guess how do you keep your emotions in check? And, and I guess I, it's it's often a point I think it's is overlooked, especially this time of year, um, especially when you have had the success like Mankato has had. And I don't think there's any doubt this team is certainly one of the favorites to reach Boston. But if you're a player under Mike Hastings, you understand the opportunity that's ahead of you. How do you keep the emotions in check, not get too high, not get too low, so that way you can stay focused on the task at hand and therefore give yourself the best chance of, of really making Minnesota hockey history down there for uh, Mahato? Yeah, they can reach back to, to last postseason. Um, you know, they they had a ton of highs and a really low, low against St. Cloud, but the, 
you know, that Quinnipiac game, uh, like they were out of it. You know, they were down a couple goals um, and and scored late in the third period to, to tie it uh, uh, from Jake Livestone, you know, coast to coast. Um, and, uh, you know, and then Ryan Sam getting the overtime winner. I mean, that was just a huge moment in school history and in pro history, that first uh, NCAA win. Um, and then, you know, the highest of highs shutting out Minnesota um, and, you know, knowing, knowing that continue to go further um, and then, uh, you know, in the Frozen Four losing this to St. Cloud. And so they can come back on those experiences and know that they've been on um, and not get too high, but not too low as well uh, you know, and make this run for for Boston, and, um, you know, you got, you got to see Molly and Drum McKay that, you know, could have, could have signed, Nate Smith could have signed. And so, um, these want to bring hardware. Yeah. So it's going to be fun to watch this team, Alex, again, as, uh, at least out of the state of Minnesota, look to be, uh, one of the top two teams heading into the NCAA tournament. Alex Micheletti, thank you very much for joining us. And that will do it here for episode number 20 here of, of the MNCAA podcast here. You can always follow us on Twitter, at MN underscore NCAA. I'm your host, Nick Max, and we'll see you back next week as the conference tournaments are just two weeks away. Just like Judd's Buds, you can find all MNCAA episodes on the Soda Pod feed with episodes dropping every Friday. Go follow the dedicated college hockey feed on Twitter at MN underscore NCAA. MNCAA was taken by some douchebag with zero followers that won't reply to Isha with our very lucrative USD cash offer. Um, now, Isha, it is March, which means the NCAA tournament is not far from getting going. Conference tournaments as well. And we hit the playoff push for the NBA and the NHL as well. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for the NHL, college hockey, boxing, and UFC odds all the way down the line. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. You can find it all at Bet Online, where the game starts. Who's the last show that we want to promote here this week? Brave the Wild. Joey has been in the Minnesota Wild podcast game since 2008. Here's a clip from the chiseled veteran. Uh, conversation is that Mark Andre Fleury could be headed back to <clears throat> Las Vegas. What do you think of that? <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Pittsburgh Penguins, state of Hoppy. Yep, that's that's Scott's other club. Derek says there are levels in video games that can really frustrate you. What level do you think the Minnesota Wild are stuck in right now? For me, it would be any part of Ghosts and Goblins right now. Dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> that game is so hard. Yes, Ghosts and Goblins. Oh my! <laughs> I want to get some sound by here going. <laughs> I I better have it on here. I think I did. Yes, I do. Uh, I want to go to this one. Nope, not that one. Not that one. That one. It's too loud. That's when things are really rough. The last two levels. Impossible. You get this far in this game, you're a video gaming legend. You're, 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 Pat- yeah, I don't even know. You're Gretzky. Like, you're literally Gretzky to a new level. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that would be the that would be game seven, game six of the Cup final against you know Florida or something. But uh, obviously, right now, yeah, I mean it could be any parts of Ghosts and Goblins because. It's like that, where it just gets stupidly hard and things are just not working out. Try let me think of, like, uh, how about level 7? All of level 7 in Mario 1. That's really tough. And, of course, the final dungeon, level 7 4, where you don't know where the heck you're going forever without a player's guide. And it kind of feels that way with a while at a time. So I'll go with level 7 4, Super Mario Brothers, where you can get freaking lost. Uh, 8 4 is a maze, but it's but it's beatable. 8, <laughs> eight or excuse me, 7 4? It's level seven is harder than eight, I think, in Mario. It is partially because people don't play it as much. Where eight, it's the final level, and you practice it like crazy. Okay, yes, and that game is from way back in the good old days, obviously. As is Ghosts and Goblins. Ghosts and Goblins is eighty-six. Super Mario is eighty-five. Derek Felska says the Iowa Wild have yes, they have. I've also been struggling through a slump, kind of like the Minnesota Wild. What sort of cloud is hanging over this organization? Is it the uncertainty uh, the trade deadline brings, or is it something else? I don't know. It's like it's almost like things kind of coming back to the the average. How do they say that word? Uh, damn it! I, I, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like things kind of coming back to the middle again. Where Iowa looked so spectacular at the start of the season, now they they can't score. Worth crap. Uh, Whereas, like, the Heartlanders, were, it was like everything was bad in the Iowa Heartlanders. The other Iowa team, there was, like, nothing good about that team. And poor uh, Hunter Jones was struggling. I wouldn't be surprised if there's trade, trade. Like, you guys are nervous about trades, but I suppose that could be everybody throughout the league. Every uh, AHL team, that kind of thing. I'm honestly not sure if it, it's just, you know, and you can't cry fatigue yet. We're certainly not that far into this, you know, busy stretch. I mean, I mean we just started. Where Iowa... And I think this can go for any team, though. The uncertainty of call-up, call-up, call and up and down, up and down. I mean, AHL must be just stressful beyond belief for teams because um, guys are up and down. And I do think Matthew Boldy not being there anymore doesn't help, obviously, because he was dominating in the AHL when he was healthy, uh, Matt Boldy. So it's stuff like that, I suppose. Um, and certain players like Damien Giroux just not, not having a good season. Period. It's stuff like that. Uh, yeah, and then Swain and Hicketts had their red-hot start, and they aren't doing jack anymore. So it's one thing leads to another in that sense, where there's just no freaking offense in Iowa. Minnesota, it's, it's, I don't know if we're getting kind of, we were getting a little too happy with ourselves at times, thinking, oh, yeah, we'll be fine. We'll, we'll come back and we'll win. We'll get the extra extra skater and we'll kick some ass and then it just hasn't been working out that's kind of what i can think of right now uh derek says tnc's anson carter drew a lot of ire for minnesota wild fans where his comments about the team lacking depth yet the wild found a way to look like pure crap but we're only missing number 36 and number 34 against zuccarello and dumba of course is that criticism does that, is that criticism is it more warranted right now maybe yeah i mean let's see if the oh yeah and this is the guy that uh this is the guy that got on somebody's nerve a little bit i'll just leave it at that i'll read it i hope i don't or i hope i don't annoy derek right now uh into the wild says not at all this wasn't a depth loss this was a team that just didn't show up that just just didn't show up loss overturned pucks like crazy bad angled shots no hustle let ottawa in the dangerous zones etc derek says shrugs is that a sign of lack of depth what i mean were players where players struggle to adapt to changes in the lineup well, there were changes. There were. See, I mean, <laughs> you know, guy, you know, certain guys like Zuccarello not being there. It's like, uh oh, Caprizov, no points. Funny, you know. So that's the one thing. Sometimes you need that other guy. 
that actually is kind of scary when you think about that. As I try not to cough to that. So good point, Derek. Let's see how we... Uh, if this was isolated to tonight's average against Ottawa, I wouldn't be asking the question, which wasn't directed at you, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not a sign of lack of depth. Wild went 9-0-1 or about that when they had almost a regular season. Tumble without his game. And they won. So isn't all their depth. Yep, it said it's a trend that's developing. Tonight's average was similar. Where we saw against the Chats, bad penalties, lack of focus. Yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah, it's an interesting back and forth there. Um, interesting, interesting back and forth. And, of course, it's like uh, we all kind of make our own decisions on that. But we're not that deep. Obviously, we're not that deep if, if, if uh, Freddie Goudreau is, like, one of your main players. So that's kind of my way to look at it. And, <laughs> yeah, like Dumba being out, the defense, they're... I, I don't think we are that deep, no. We're, we're deep in certain areas. And we're fortunate to have a nice grapevine, but a lot of those guys aren't ready yet. So, yeah, that's kind of where I lean on that one, yeah. Get your questions in every week by following at Brave the Wild and listen by searching Brave the Wild Minnesota Wild Podcast. All right, thanks to everybody tuning in on Google, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I mean, wherever you get your podcasts from, the best thing you can do for us or any of the content that you heard in this podcast episode, uh, you can go on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, give us and give them five stars and a kind review. It goes such a long way. You're already supporting us by listening to this episode, so you might as well go and review us as well. If you're Jones for more hockey content, go listen through our website, thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. And on your app, please download the episode before you listen, as it just helps all of our business. You can follow myself at VI Sports Talk. You can follow Hoppy at State of Hoppy. And of course, you can find the Soda Pod on all platforms at the Soda Pod. Signing off, I'm Isha Dromi alongside the State of Hoppy. This has been the Soda Pod, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. We good, buddy? We good. Don't fear, just drink some beer and stay wild. That is going to do it for today's special episode of Locked on Wild, part of the Minnesota Sports Podcast Collaboration Show. Big thank you to Isha Jerome and State of Hoppy for putting this together every week. And make sure to follow any of the shows that are associated with the podcast collaboration show. Also, make sure to follow Locked on Wild wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure to follow us on social media as well. Locked on Madness going on now on Twitter. Make sure to get your votes cast once the voting for the round of 32 kicks off on Tuesday. We will continue to keep you up to date on all things Minnesota Wild. If a puck drops or big news breaks, Locked on Wild has you covered with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Podcast Network.